Trash. Trash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is jam band extraordinaires, Cactus Jack. Now, I wasn't I wasn't sure if I should use the word extraordinaires or extraordinaire when referring to a band. So, like Cactus Jack, is that like a singular entity? So, would you just say uh, jam band extraordinaire, Cactus Jack? Or would you say jam band extraordinaires with a S to indicate that there's more than one person that plays in Cactus Jack since it's a band? I don't know. I don't know what the proper use of uh, extraordinaire or extraordinaires uh, is it plural or singular when referring to a band. I don't know. I suppose that's why the name of the show is We Speak English Good, because we speak English like shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyways, Cactus Jack is a great bunch of dudes. We we uh, we talk about a myriad of things, and uh, hopefully at the end of it, you will get to know this band a little better. Um, they are part of the growing jam band scene here in Toledo, Ohio, which is is weird i i would have never expected toledo ohio to have a jam band scene but that's cool i dig it i dig it, it it's part of the ongoing and uh, um ongoing uh, exploration of how toledo has gotten much cooler since 2006 the year i left it's like toledo waited until i left to get better i don't know how that it, it's Whatever. Okay, we're going to move on here. I hope your guys' week is going good. I hope your weekend was good. hope everything is good. It's a very blanket statement of good. hope it all is good. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been a pretty good week for me. Uh, let's see, last week I played with Greenacre Sessions, our first gig, and we were missing the lead guitarist, so... Uh, I, I kind of felt a little pressure, but not that much because those guys are really nice. And we'll be hearing from them in the future here as soon as Jason gets on vacation and Zach is, you know, flying around the country selling his cooking products. And Drew, I, and you know, Drew is busy too. <laughs> He's the drummer. You know, and I don't know that much about Adam. I, I know he, he shreds on the guitar. Anyways, um... Good things happening in the future. Uh, pretty excited to make connections with the local jam band scene here. I've been sending out invites to the podcast to other bands, and and we'll see what's going on with that. I'm uh, I'm interested to know how and why a jam band scene is cultivating here. Um, the last time I was here, a, like Acoustic Hugo was the big cheese on town. Now there's a bunch of uh, big cheeses. I don't big cheeses. I don't know why I even said <laughs> big cheeses. Uh, so it's interesting to me that there is a a jam band scene cultivating here in Toledo. So uh, I'm gonna try to figure that out. See what happens. I'll, I'm gonna reach out to these other jam bands around town, and uh, we'll see who wants to talk to me. <laughs> 
anyways, uh, uh, I have decided that it's time to get my shit together because since I've been back in Toledo, I've gained 20 pounds, which it, it uh, I, it, it it's mostly the Ohio diet, which is mostly like cream based and like white flour and cream based. So it's really hard not. Oh, and lots of meat, lots of meat. My mom cooks nothing but beef and pork. And that's just every time I eat beef and pork, I just feel like I need to go lay down for the next two hours and then I can, you know, start existing in the world again. But other than that, I'm just worthless after I eat like that kind of meat it's so uh, i'm trying to tame it back a little uh it's gotten out of hand um if you follow the show you guys know that i've had a weight problem i just posted something on my we speak english good uh instagram of me as a high schooler as a 325 pound high schooler who was in the marching band sweating just sweating and marching and hitting a big bass drum Oh man, I do not miss those days. I do not want to be that again. So I'm just, it's a, it, I'm, I'm putting my foot down and I'm eating adult sized portions. I'm not eating after seven. Um, uh, I, I, I'm not eating after seven or before noon. So there's only a seven hour window of me eating during the day. It's called intermittent fasting and it sucks <laughs> because it's like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night rolls around, you start getting hungry again, maybe smoke a little something, and, you know, you get munchies, and you just want to munch, you just want to munch, and my problem is that I don't just munch, I don't just, like, have, like, hey, I'm just gonna have a handful of almonds and go to bed, no, it's like, I'm gonna eat an entire meal, another one, and, like, I might go out of my way and spend, like, an hour cooking an entire meal, just so I can eat an entire meal and then pass out. Which there's something to be said about that. Though those are the best. You sleep so good when you just like eat a ton of shitty food and just pass right the fuck out. Oh. Sometimes I will eat a bunch of food if I can't go to sleep. I will eat a bunch of food just so I can go to sleep. Just so my insulin spikes and the and the itis takes hold and I fall fast asleep into a full slumber. It's just it's wonderful. But that's the problem. You go to you eat a full meal right before bed, and that all just turns to fat. It's like your body's like, oh, we're storing this for the winter because we don't know when we're gonna eat next because he's overeating. That just signals genetically signals our body to create more fat. Store the fat. We don't know the next time we're going to eat. So store it, store it. And then really it's just me getting fatter <clears throat> and not storing for anything because I don't need to store fat. I don't have to go hunt food anymore. Like we, we as a people, as a culture, do not have to go hunting anymore to go get our food. We don't have to chase down a fucking gazelle or you know or run from lions we just have to uh, uh go to the supermarket or go to mcdonald's and it's so it's very easy for us to get fat and that's where i'm at especially here in the midwest but whatever um you know it's all just about taking control and uh you know living your best life anyways let's get Let's get out with this because this is getting this is getting ridiculous. Uh, write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. 
leave a review on iTunes. Follow me on Instagram at We Speak English Good. Or um, you can check out the Barren Wasteland that is the website, which, you know, I've been debating whether or not I should be even sending this to the people, my potential guests. I send them this, like, really shoddy website that just is basically a host for my SoundCloud. I, you know, people probably look at that and they're like, "What? what is this? Why is this person sending me this? Um, it, it, yeah, it, it's weird. It's weird sending out invites to podcasts on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is because it's like you're constantly getting barraged by spam. So people probably just look at that, <laughs> probably look at the message and it's like, nope, I'm cool. I'll, I'll pass. You know, this, you probably want my money. Anyways, um, let's get into the conversation at hand here. This is, was recorded actually on Monday, which was, I don't know what day, but uh, today is Wednesday, June 27th. Oh, my data is restored. Okay, sweet. Uh, you know what? On the 27th, my data and cellular options recycle. That's the end of the billing cycle. So now I get to run up my data again. There you go. Fun fact. I get to run up my data all over again. Um, yeah. So this was recorded at the, the library downtown Toledo, the main library in one of the conference rooms. And... Um, I I really appreciate the dudes coming down, meeting with me, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Cactus Jack. Let's uh, listen in. Let's start over here. We're with Cactus Jack, downtown in beautiful Toledo, Ohio, on a summer day. Summer again. Yay. Um, go ahead. Let's, let's uh, introduce yourself and what you play in the band. Um, my name's Riley Maxwell. I play guitar. Go ahead, bud. Oh, I'm uh, John Jerebeck, and I play the boss. Steve Miser, and I play drums. Curry Long, and I play alto saxophone and flute. You play with a few different bands, right? No, not sitting with people, but play these guys mainly. He, he plays with a lot of people. Right, right. right. You're, you're like yeah. the you're the band slut. Yeah, we like to call it an open relationship, where it's more of like we understand, <laughs> we understand that he's, that he's giving himself to other people. Needs, so. <laughs> but <laughs> but we're the, the true lies. We're the only ones that can call him ours completely. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. So that's that's beautiful. Isn't there a sublime yeah. about that? And we all sing a little bit too, actually. You're not the only one, but you're the best band. You guys know that? No. No? I I know it, but I don't know which song it is. Waiting for my Ruka. Oh, yeah. I love that one. You you, you dig Sublime a lot? Oh, I mean, who didn't when they were... Yeah. Seventeen. No. Well, I do. <laughs> right. No, no. No, but you, you gotta understand that there's a whole part of the country who's still stuck in sublime era oh, fucking yeah. scene. Like yeah. I just came from that. Really? Scene. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very. I was very involved in that scene, the reggae scene out there, yeah. and it's just nothing but white boys fucking singing Bradley Noel runs. For real, still in 2018. <laughs> yes, but you know what? The funny thing is, is that there's actual like Mexicans and stuff who take their own, like the Mexican Rastas down there. Yeah. They're fucking dope. They kind of got their own little like cumbia spin on it like yeah oh <laughs> this is band like uh called b-side players who love shout out to carlos hey never mind i'm not gonna say his last name because i forgot because <laughs> he's such a, he's such a big homie i love him so much that i forgot his last name uh anyways yeah so there's a whole world uh, there was yeah. there was a whole genre of music that's like like popular over there so you're saying like 
the Mexican vibe down there stole Sublime. Yeah, I guess. Just like it, how it white just people stole, stole yeah. Sublime well, I mean, so stole, stole many Renegade. different. Yes. So now we can yes. actually feel cool. Sure, if you That's want. I mean, I mean, does that make us cool? I don't know. Cool is subjective, I suppose. Yeah. So, if you think you're cool, you're cool, bro. Anyways, so um, Riley was telling me that the name Cactus Jack, where you guys got it, was a funny story. So I want to hear. I want to hear that. It's kind of like, like retrospectively funny. Go ahead so, and talk about it. Yeah, I keep forgetting about this microphone. That's okay. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I know, I know. I, yeah, I get it. It's but bizarre. I don't know, Steve might be the best to tell it because, like, or from the perspective of Cax Jack and the wrestling affiliation, um, Steve was the only one who was aware of that. Okay. For at least some time, <laughs> at least a couple months. Sorry. My knowledge so, um, of wrestling is quite vast. So basically, like three months into the whole thing, the rest of us find out that there is a famous wrestler whose name was Cactus Jack. Oh, okay. And then it was what man? His name wasn't Cactus Jack, though. No, it's real. Well, name. like his stage name, right? So he had like so his real name is Mick Foley, and he oh, went on to be <laughs> mankind. Yeah. So he went on to mankind. He went on to Cactus Jack. He went on to Dude Love, and all Dude of those Love. names <laughs> were were just you know fictional characters. That's the in, name. Fictional name uh, in 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 the fictional world of wrestling. And I thought it was a cool name. We were tossing our names, and they all seemed to kind of like it. John referred to it as a cigarette band, which we were very confused on what that meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, we still don't understand what it means, but... You know, Camels, Cactus... Cactus Jam, yeah. Laramie. Yep. From the Simpsons. Out Laramie. Yeah. Laramie. No, I, I can see it. It kind of has that rugged cowboy, uh, uh, what, Marlboro Man. Yeah. Cactus Jack. Cure your asthma. Doctors prescribe Cactus Jack. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think our little guy, our little cactus guy is smoking a cigarette, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was telling before you guys got here that I actually have met one of you. And I think it's him. I think it's this guy. It was it's, I don't think it was you. No. Because it was somebody who was, it, I'm almost positive. Somebody like you. You know, somebody you thought I had had on because my hair was a lot longer than so I think you're that right. Could be it. I think you're I'm absolutely sure right. It. <laughs> and like when I saw you, because like, I kind of like, I think we made eye contact kind of yeah, yeah, for a second. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, I think that's that guy. And I think that's the guy who I told him. His band name sounds like a hellbilly band. <laughs> Which you were very curious. You're like, what the fuck is a hellbilly band? And I'm just like, I don't even know. I think it's like like uh, rebel country or something. Which then when you Google ga- Cactus Jack music, you find like actual country bands who are using yeah. the name too. So what was the uh, we got we got a message from some random person in Florida. Oh, no, did they like get off my wave, bro? No, no, no. They were like <laughs> you're, you're, you're despicable for what you did last night. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it was like some some restaurant or something yeah. that like refused I don't know, yeah. it was like an They're Cactus Jack. They were Cactus Jack. Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it a band at a restaurant or was it the actual restaurant? It was, it was a, a restaurant. restaurant. They refused service to someone based on their race <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what it was. I don't know how we found out what the instance was. Maybe he like tagged an article with it or something? Something, something like I don't that. remember. Yeah. They tagged the wrong person and Yeah. yeah. We got dragged into the whole yeah. ordeal. That's some racism, some blatant public racism. You heard it here, folks. I, I fucked that up. You heard it here first. <laughs> first folks. I was gonna, I was gonna say something completely stupid, and I'm kind of glad that I just choked out my own words because it was gonna be like completely stupid and uncalled for. So I'm glad we got past that. Okay, so what what do you guys like history with music? Like, what, like we'll start with you, Riley. Like, where did you like? 
is there like a lineage of music in your family or did you just um, read the so as far as like my own playing not so much um like nobody uh my, my grandfather sang in the church choir that's about it um but you know i just play guitar like half-assed for a long time <laughs> for like five years you know i play like um you know, play bar chords. Smoke on like the water. Yeah. 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 yeah, maybe like the, you know, no, like one minor uh, pentatonic position, the first one. Fuck yeah, that's all you um, need, bro. And then at one point, John, so John like moved in with me in college, and, uh, and that's when things that's got when sexy. I, we started playing a lot more music, which was, I don't know, five, six years ago at this point. Yeah. So, so, you, so, are you more schooled in music? Uh, well, I just like, uh, my mom played piano, and they... My my sister played viola, and my whole family just like wanted me to play music, so so I did, and I played cello. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> my family. So, yeah. So you know. Like, no, that's how I'm raising my son. Like my dude, son I, knows his C scale. He can sing yeah. it. He's four. I, I, you're gonna play music or be an artist, probably. I just wanted to like drink pop and play video games all day. <laughs> <laughs> you still kind of do that. Yeah, but, so but, so I went to piano lesson and then I started playing cello like in seventh grade and uh, actually my first instrument was in orchestra was bass and I didn't like it I thought it was lame yeah because there were like two bass players and I'm I'm with you dude dude it's I'm like the you. fewest notes yeah like you're not really what are you really doing but yeah. you just yes yeah, exactly so now what are you really doing? well then I realized <laughs> yeah, like, that it's something I'm good at. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way, man, because I, I feel like my strongest instrument is bass, yeah. but I never like playing bass. I just yeah. never felt like it, it. Like I just never felt like bass offered as much as like a fucking saxophone or a guitar or you know, a drums. I always kind of put in the back, anyways. I started as a drummer, but I didn't. I, I never really cared for it because it was so atonal. Yeah, no, no offense against a drummer because I'm God bless a good drummer who isn't an asshole, a flaky asshole. Oh. Um, so some history in that yeah. comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around. We'll find out in this conversation if that's true for me. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're kind of uh, you're kind of being um, uh, raised to be a musician. And yeah, yeah. Is that, well, is, is that what you do? Are you working or? I work. Just, yeah. yeah. No, I mean a working musician. Oh no, I just this is all I do. Work at junkyard. You work at oh, junkyard. Junkyard. Yeah. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> no, it's 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 okay. But that's where you got cactus jack. But uh, I wanted to say though about cello and orchestra. Please. My orchestra teacher was by far the most important musical influence ever. What's her name? Pam Thiel. Pam Thiel. Oh, it's mm -hmm. a woman yeah. in Toledo. Yeah, she's great. What what school? Oh, at, like Sylvania schools. Oh, okay. So yeah, who's the Sylvania boys? Dude, you know what is some crazy? I was, sure. typing, I was typing Peberg into my cell phone and autocorrect changed it to Kijunat Bourgeois. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you know phone, okay. you are smarter you than know. you know. This phone. <laughs> Smart. Exactly. That's, That's why they come smartphones. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. So, so Pam, she she fucking lays it down. Yeah, she yeah, she's great. She knows how to communicate well with kids, get them interested and motivated yep. to want to learn yeah. and play music. It's yeah, super important. Mm. More people. Yeah. Bless blessings to those people. In yeah. Life, right. Like Absolutely. the ones who are like. Who like encourage it and like know how to communicate it well. Exactly. Who can get satisfaction from other people getting the satisfaction rather than from, you know, from just themselves. <laughs> well, you know what's funny to me is that like art is like 
it's like a disease for some people, you know? It's like you, something that you have to do compulsively, right? Yeah. To the point that you're so good at, that you know it so well, that, like, some people, not everybody. But, you know, like, it, it ranges, and it's kind of like a sickness and, like, a disease. And, and like, we <laughs> encourage it because people enjoy watching you do it or whatever. Yeah. But, it, like, it yeah. just, it, it's, it, I, think, I think I was thinking about it because I was talking to some musician who was just, like, this like asshole like you know like who's really good at their job but like just the biggest pr- I, I know you guys know who this person is <laughs> like not like who i was talking to but a person yeah, who yeah, exists yeah, in the world that is like they're really good they're really cocky and they kind of like put themselves above you and i mean i don't know why you even thought about that but it, it's just like dude you like there's no reason for you to act it's like maybe an it's it goes back to they you're just they don't know how to get the satisfaction from anywhere but themselves so like those those people maybe they need to look out and be able to like uh, appreciate what how the other people are feeling about their music. Yeah, more than and to realize that musicians come in all different shapes, sizes, and talents, and like who cares? Like why would you even judge yourself comparatively to like someone who is not as good as you? And like yeah. just because you were just because you obsessively played your instrument like a fucking crazy person in your room for all those years doesn't mean that you get to be like this cunt of a human being. You know? <laughs> well, see, I actually have a, I mean, I have a thought That's on that. True. Like, so I think more people who tend to be like that are more. They treat it more like a sport, like learning their yeah. instrument is a sport. So, if you think of like people who are um, generalizing them, but like people who are more athletic and the the jock in high school, they're very competitive people. And I think people who get into that realm of music where it's all about just the how insanely good am I? Look at me. That becomes a very much a competitive thing. And the people who you can still be manic artistically and not be that way. Right. You, I mean, I feel like we all are very proficient with our instruments to varying degrees, but we're still like able to just lose ourselves in the music mm-hmm. and let hopefully people will enjoy what we're doing as well. Right. You know, we we're more about like the entire group experience rather than just like everyone watch just what I'm doing right now. Right. Right. You know. And I no. Think no. It's it, a big thing. But and then you look at like these like people like Steve Vai, and I'm not saying Steve Vai is a bastard. Prick who sees himself. Have you ever met him? No, no, Dude, I've never met him. He is such a. Ass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Steve Vai or like those guitar gods like Joe Satriani or something like that. I can't stand their shit. They're like so good at their instrument, but like their writing is just fucking. I mean, it's cool, but like I just can't get behind it. And um, I'm not trying yeah. to shit on fans of theirs, but like. I just find like that people who who are so intensely involved in learning their instrument, they kind of almost miss that like almost like the improvisational part of it, or like being able to improv. People who like well, like you've seen like people who are classically trained, like you ask them to start playing jazz and shit. They're just like they they can they have the talent to do it, but their brain is so wired to be just like read the notes, play the notes. Here we go, and and there's. Yeah. And I'm not hating on anybody, but it's just like it tends to me, it, I see a pattern where like when you come across people who are like really fucking good at their instrument, like to the point of insanity, like their music that they put out, I mean, it kind of falls flat. And, and I bring up Steve Vai and Joe Satriani because mostly that's who I shit on <laughs> when I'm talking about this. But I mean, there's other cases. And I mean, obviously there's, there's geniuses like, like Miles Davis, who was awesome at their instrument, was a total asshole. But like made incredible music as well, so it's, it's I don't know. 
we kind of got. We've digressed a lot. Yeah, we digressed, but that's okay. That's what it's all about. Probably yeah. happened. It's a podcast. Digression is yeah. rule number one. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how you can get to that point where you're just like, I am better than these people yeah. because I'm yeah. a fucking crazy person. That's eventually going to ruin a person if you if you let that that energy take over you. Yeah. But yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you? What's your history um, of music? Mine's similar where I, I was inspired by somebody, but it was my dad, oh, who nice. was a musician, grew up playing drums, obsessed with music, but then taught himself piano at like 20, 21-ish. Wait, cool. really? Yeah, so then he got just really, really good. Uh, you know, my grandparents are singers, my uncle's a singer, my aunt's, you know, so people sing too, so sing is in the blood. Um, so I grew up listening to my dad, writing songs, playing, he, you know, he's got a day job, but then like, played on the weekends and yeah. I idolized him and his band and oh. learned what was the name of his band uh they went through a lot of the length of my childhood was up for grabs is the I'm name sure of it. Is. he's but then he's they kind of did like uh like Allman Brothers and uh, Tom Petty and some you know, original stuff as well uh he plays with a band called Bafo now they're a really good band in town mainly do covers um yeah so I, I learned from him and and um I got like the songwriting bug and the singing bug from him which I think to maybe my strong suits and mm-hmm. started teaching myself drums at, you know, since I was a little kid, just having them in the, in the garage. Right. Um, and then probably started getting better at drums like junior high. Um, and then kind of just snowballed from there, just kept playing. And then, you know, taught myself guitar a little bit, took yeah. a little bit of guitar lessons, which I'm a very, very poor guitar <laughs> player, but I like to get emotions out on, you know, guitar and piano and write songs that way, but. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so you're multi instrumentalist, but you wouldn't feel comfortable playing your guitar out at a gig. No, I mean, I, I used to do like solo acoustic stuff. Oh, I really? lived in the Akron area for a few years. So I, oh, I went out and did that. It's not more rhythmically. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never. I, I would say never, but very rarely feel comfortable like soloing because yeah. technically I'm absolute <laughs> shit. So okay, he's like you know, Riley smiles. You know your uh, your root chords. See, but but Steve doesn't need to because he's got the pipes. I love so, the pipes. Yeah, if you can sing your ass off. Love to sing. Oh, I love to harmonize. I like all that. I love. I love when drummers sing. Yeah. I don't know why. I always have like this weird thing with drummers, and like I've talked to a lot of drummers, and I'm always astounded for some reason that they write music too. Like drummers yeah. can't or don't. Have <laughs> it's, it's a very stupid huh? thing. And like it always is like like even right now I call myself being like oh you have great voice that's yeah. interesting you're a drummer. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, that's just so stupid. <laughs> right. It's just how I, yeah, I think it's because typically you don't always see a drummer right. singing or not that they can't, but it just they, it's just not a common thing in, like, modern, you know, music, rock music. Right. It, it's it's very barbaric. <laughs> a couple of <laughs> stick, boom, boom, boom. You don't expect them. much going on up here. Fucking bam, bam, bam. No, it, it, you know, I don't. I don't think it's that so much as <laughs> drums are so atonal and like they're not like they're adding a certain energy and not really a. I mean, they are and they're adding they're adding tones and frequencies, but like it's more like just like they're adding more like a boom and like a you know. What yeah, drums what people make. dance to. Yeah, yeah I mean, they can, the, to the me, though, the drum controls Dancing's every part of it. Yeah, drummer. Yeah, totally. And that's the whole the thing. The drummer, if the drummer is shit in a band and everyone else is awesome, that band sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, to come, to come <laughs> full circle, <laughs> to come full circle and then we can move to Curry. 
Um, to bring to go back to your guys' your point about just obnoxiously technical players, I think a lot of times drummers tend to do that. They they worry too much about like what am I playing, mm. overplay rather than get just locking into a groove. And I feel like I've been trying my hardest to just stick to the more locking into a groove because people don't. It's like kind of what you guys are joking around about, but there's a lot of truth to that. People don't. They're not there to like hear crazy drum fills. And hear, they're here to like to dance to a rhythm. Mm. Not that you can't throw in those drum fills, but like it's not about the drummer. It's usually about the melody first, and then guitar solos and sax solos. And, and the hot front guy. Yeah, the sexy. We have sexy. three of them, and then me in the sexy back. Sexy front guy. The, the stoic <laughs> caveman over Who? in the back playing drums. So does he have the best voice out of everybody? Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, the situation, shots, guys. situationally. Situationally, I don't, I don't know what that means, but the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you sing most of the like songs, and then you guys do the backups, or do you guys all take? He sings majority, but it's probably like sixty percent. Yeah, thirty-eight percent, two percent. Honestly, like, we'll just, oh wait, wait, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Curry's got a song. Do you got a song? Yeah. Well, What's when we started song? it, I like, I kind of was like. I don't know how much I really want to sing. And then I kind of just, by def- not default, but like Riley and I kind of mainly started singing all the songs. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is good. Like, I'm feeling comfortable playing and singing again. Like, because for a while I was just doing guitar stuff. So I was like, it feels good. And then we started like developing more songs and originals and covers. And then John started singing. And then finally we got Curry to sing, which Curry's got a lovely voice. Oh. Um, so does John. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun intended. Lovely voice yeah. on. <laughs> lovely day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, I didn't really like set out to be like a lead singer. I don't think we have a lead singer, but like I like to encourage everyone else to sing as well. Like and we're working on some new original stuff that John is starting to sing on, which is cool. Because like it's fun for me to do backup. Vocals. Yeah, it's very much yeah. the the jam band approach, right? Where everyone mm-hmm. sings a bit. I mean, me personally, when I go see bands, I want to see multiple people sing. Yeah, in the band like that's just what I like. Beatles. So you're right? you're a fan of harmonies and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I like that. I like that a lot in in bands. Bluegrass harmonies are my favorite. Oh, I, you know what? That's that would be my favorite if if D'Angelo didn't exist. <laughs> if D'Angelo didn't exist, then I would have to say that bluegrass harmonies are top top shit, man. The two girl. What's D'Angelo? D'Angelo is a dude. He's like neo soul shit. Very neo. So Neo, bro. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Neo. He's heavier on the Neo and less on the. So no, he was, he was he had a huge <laughs> single like what like uh, in the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, um, and then is the one where he's like sh- naked essentially. Yeah, his whole body. Like, such a good song, and then he Brown came Sugar. out with some new record like very sporadically. It's kind of like, he was. I think he was on my sister's wall. Yeah, maybe. probably. <laughs> probably so him and band. Usher and very ripped. He know. was ripped, and then he got fat. <laughs> But that, but I guess that's what um, like being musically blocked will do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if you guys read, um, um, what's his name? The drummer for the Roots, Questlove. Questlove, Questlove. And he just came out with a book. It's called <gasps> Creative Quest. Yeah, I want to read that. It's fucking titties. Is it? It's so good. I just so, saved that. Right? I just oh, saved it in my phone. Nice. That sounds good. Someone go grab it real quick. Uh, yeah. Actually, I rented it on their uh, <coughs> Outlook. Plug for the library. Outlook. You Dude, can, no, seriously. This you, library is amazing. You can download full audiobooks for free on this app called Outlook that that the library like the Lucas County library yes that's really cool Very yeah cool. and that's how I heard it. Overdrive my bad it's Overdrive, not Outlook what the fuck is Outlook, Outlook is like the Windows like email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see so like 
I've been oh there it is quest creative quest stuff. it's badass right next to Jack and the Beanstalk <laughs> yeah. well I do have a four year old <laughs> sometimes you just shut those little motherfuckers up yeah um, so the 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 book is about like creativity and like how how he just his approach to creativity and how to take like failure and how to take success and he actually talks about like how D'Angelo was like uh, you know had all these like had writer's block especially like all his albums except for his first one all his albums that came after that were all like out of just you know frustration and shit and Quest Love was there the whole time and I think the last he was just talking about like what what fame did to D'Angelo and it kind of like put this pressure on him and so it kind of yeah. freaked him out and and I mean he was massively su- successful with the, that first album and then the second album was incredible and this last album was kind of out there for me but there's some good shit on there yeah. anyways I don't know why we talked about D'Angelo oh yeah harmonies but <laughs> <laughs> anyways Kareem Kareem what, oh yeah. What's your uh, what's your background like? Um, family? Where'd you get it? You uh, catch this disease? Probably from my mom's side of the family. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, started playing guitar when I was like thirteen, but I was around music pretty much my whole life because my mom's side of the family. They uh, my mom has like five sisters, so they do harmony a lot and sing. Grow, what kind of music? Um, just like anything, you know, like carols and like that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. And holidays and like were they like hymns and like church and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So because I was around choir too a lot. So yeah, basically that's the beginning of it. I mean, um, so so you started with guitar? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I play guitar for a really long time. Do you still pick it up? Yeah, I do, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. write? Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. I have songs, yeah. I got songs. Yeah. I got yep. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have some songs, yeah. Yeah. So, so what made you pick up the saxophone? I just always liked it. Wanted to do it. Didn't uh wasn't as interested like wanted to do it when I was younger, but wasn't as interested. Until I got older and I was just like, man, it'd be kind of cool to do this and play guitar. And I just started playing flute first, actually. And then um, one of my buddies was like, you should try playing sax, too. Because he was pretty surprised about how long I played flute for and picked it up. So I started playing sax. He kind of taught me that when I was living down in North Carolina. And yeah started playing that then and then started taking lessons after a while just kind of built you know yeah so we got a rowdy group next door well, yeah there. sorry yeah. Yeah. you no, hear the people next you're door it, it is a library it's a community mm-hmm. space <laughs> can they hear everything we're past that yeah. huh? we just passed that as we were speaking no no that's, 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 that's yours that's why that that's why that mic is positioned yeah, and I had you guys sort of like bunch up. I'm confused. <laughs> Just you guys, you guys are being recorded. Don't worry. This is all not. I bet that's even picking up my voice pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have Probably. to like do some filtering on this. Shit. So remember how we were talking about we all have nice voices situationally? Are you guys about to do harmonies? No. Is that what's no. happening? <laughs> <laughs> Riley, we're like the Eagles or something. Riley situationally like, has the nicest radio voice. Ooh, let's hear it. You radio? Been, been oh, like speaking. Is, you've been here. But let me let me hear your radio voice. I'm a radio mom. Do, uh, early bird. Uh, I'm worm. 
He's done. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Cut the fucking mic. It's just like that low, that low. Oh yeah, that's sultry. Oh, so I, sing, I sing the Bob Weir songs when we do dead. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> Who, who's doing Jerry? I want to say him because you know his beard. I tried. You did the you did yeah, the jerk. Yeah, he sings most of the yeah the John does jerk. I sing like Eyes of the World and Deal. It's because he's the only ones he can remember the words. Kind of no no like the, just, for whatever reason like singing while playing bass like screws me up. Why is that fucking hard, man? It's like the way that like I play. guitar easy drums. I, play, I don't know. I just I play a lot of like uh, like ghost notes. You know like oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah. I, like I try to keep my my right hand as active as possible. Hank Walker loves you. It's the ghost note. It's <laughs> <laughs> it just like uh, it, it, for whatever reason that like that integrated syncopation just like makes thinking about like melodic lyrics really hard in my brain. I'm with you, man. I can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. I can do guitar just fine. Piano if it's like a straight, straight ahead bass line, I could sing. Right, where you're just hitting yeah. quarter notes, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, that's the couple thing. Like, guitar, you, can, you, you can sit back on some chords or even just kind of scarcely play and when you're singing and it sounds good, but the bass generally needs to be still driving something, right? Or it's yeah. like, or is what the hell Why is he up But even sometimes, like, I get blown away, like, the stuff my dad can sing over what he's playing on keyboard it's like he, he'll do have like an upper keyboard doing like more like bass notes lower one doing like crazy stuff and then it's just like singing completely different rhythm melodically over it yeah, so yeah take that job <laughs> so you need to be <laughs> <a> <laughs> my dad can beat up your dad my dad doesn't play a lick of music but he lifts a lot of weights okay. <laughs> is your dad in shape? Crush your hand, man. is your dad in shape? <laughs> yeah he, he swims like every freaking day dude swimming fucks you up dude, I, I, know, right? I just tried doing it for the first time in years just like a couple weeks ago I got up at like 5 for some reason I was like I'm gonna go to the gym <laughs> fucking jump in the pool I got across one lap and I was just sitting there for five minutes. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah, I'm just gonna float around like the other fat geriatrics. <laughs> Fuck this. Grab me a margarita, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Chilling for one. You just start snapping. Wait over the other side every few minutes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, then, uh, where did you guys sort of, how did you guys sort of come up with this con- concept of coming together and creating well we we were in a band before this which was called floris lava floris lava floris Flores Flores, yeah lava. like the floris lava yeah, yeah. The floris lava but john and i've also just been playing together like pretty much yeah forever and when john says we he means riley and john yeah, oh, yeah yeah he means me and him they can't yeah. see my hand gestures yeah no one, yeah yeah exactly and no one has their own mic so it's like it also oh, yeah. cl- cl- clouds the the, the yeah. mental images so but like or, you know, we've known Steve for, for a while just through a mutual friend. Like, we just jammed, you know, like acoustically in the past. And then um, at one point, I don't know, we just got together to jam, right? I think I was stalking them out a little bit because yeah, I was, was like, I kind of want to play drums with the band again. Oh, sweet. They broke up. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying internally, hey, you want to come jam? Because, like, with, with the hopes, I think they were honest. Like, we don't know if, you know, if we're going to we want to get in a group again. But then they, we, the first time we jammed was pretty fun. It was in my basement. And then we did it again. It was really fun. It was the second time with Curry? And then no, the third time. Third time, yeah. And then we were like, they were like, hey, we know this guy named Curry. He plays yeah. saxophone. I saw him out at a Bacano show at the yeah. Idiot. Yeah. At the idiot. What show was it? Bacano. Bacano? Oh, yeah, man. they're a uh, great local band. You'll see them. Local band. Oh, yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're, yeah. What do they do? What kind of music? 
it's like progressive um, yeah. instrument, mostly instrumental, but like, I mean, they're, they're awesome. It's, 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 a, it's like too. kind of, it's, it's mostly in your face, not to say that they're like, you know, like heavy metal or anything, but yeah, can't get lost they, in the groove they a little rock, bit. They, awesome. they rock pretty hard sometimes. Yeah, they, t- they touch yeah. on the, the heavy metal. Cool, so they're like technical going. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyways, as I saw Korea, I was like, hey, we're jamming with these guys. Do you want to come? And I think he's just like, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I think I remember, like, at first, like, remember you saying something to me about, like, you didn't even know if it was, like, you didn't realize it was just, like, just, like, starting. Like, it wasn't even a thing yet. It was, like, just, yeah. like, us jamming. We had nothing. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had nothing. But actually, then the crazy part, I think, when we kind of all realized, let's keep it going, was I think the first time we played with him, we started, like, writing a song and we jammed and, like, Four or five different tunes. They all went really well. We were all very, yeah. as you know, when you when you click on things, especially like the first time, it's very like, yeah, like okay, well, this yeah, is all it. Right, well, let's uh, go on tour now and open this for it. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's only been a year or so. Right? Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. The years have Since changed. Since January seventeen was, I think, when we had that first. That was jam. like the first jam session. Yeah. What was what was like? How long did it take from the time you guys started jam until like our gig. first gig? Yeah, three months. Yeah, three months. Yeah, and like, what kind of gig was it? Was it like hour, it was, three hours? It was three hour. Yeah, the stop buster. That's like <laughs> our. That's like our home tour. Four, yeah, yeah, three hours. Four, music, yeah, four yeah. Hour, like, yeah, you know how it is. I do. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot of covers. Yeah. We, still do a decent amount of covers when we're playing three hours but, right uh, right so so you guys will do those working band gigs and yeah. then you'll do yeah. oh yeah i mean do yeah totally i get it yeah get paid well you get some uh, free beer like and we play for a long time and it's i think we we get looser i think when you're not cut although short. to say i will say though the three to four hour sets kind of get me sometimes at the end oh yeah I don't know. end of the night and it's just like drunk people yelling like, things at yeah. you. I like that song. <laughs> I play your guitar. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play this song. Yeah. Play that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play fucking Freebird. Unless there's some people in the audience who are under special intoxication, yeah. or if I'm under special intoxication, and then maybe late in the night is good. But well, I mean, let's kind of like talk about that because like with jam band, because you guys consider yourself a jam band, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get no. I mean, yeah, I mean, we are. Yeah. Not like we're playing thirty minute songs or no. anywhere near that. But <laughs> I got you. I got you. But but you guys will jam it out. And, yeah, yeah. And your covers tend to be more on the jam yeah, side. Yeah, I sing all the fish songs. That's why I have to sing a lot. <laughs> so you guys probably the only reason I sing like what's the what's the craziest fish song you guys do the craziest the hardest like, one hardest, yeah probably just down with disease yeah. Um, yeah. but a lot of them are kind of easy when you're back on the train and birds of a feather and stuff oh, like yeah. that but um oh I think I heard that on your yeah there was the, the birds beer on, the, on the SoundCloud but, yeah I think I, I like that jam on that one actually it's pretty good yeah yeah, yeah you guys get early <laughs> man uh so but there's an improvised feel to a lot of it, like I mean, every any solo that either of us take or anyone else, and then like just some of the, you know, I suppose we're doing better lately, getting to more of some of the group oriented, you know, grooving and jamming instead of like just Courier, I just soloing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you go now. Yeah. That's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that I mean, it does help to have more than a couple of soloists in a band. I mean. Yeah. I, I've definitely been like the only guy who so like was a soloist in a band, and it just. You're just, all right, you go now. And it was like, you know, we're playing, we're working, so we're doing four-hour gigs, long nights, and so, like, every time, they're like, all right, go. And I'm like, I'll just do the same shitty three riffs that I know. Okay, here we go. Hey. Um, yeah, man. Don't so, give it away, man. 
<laughs> it's so gross. She gets lost. Now. <laughs> well, it's just like I feel gross. Like by the third set, where I'm just I'm just pulling out that same trick I did like the past five songs. I'm just like, all right, doing it again. <laughs> one more Saturday there, night. That's why one solo you just need to go. Dun, dun, oh yeah. Dun, for like too too long. <laughs> yeah. Then people be like, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, he's doing that riff again. Sweet. <laughs> you know what's good about being a, a keyboardist and like, especially with the organ, you could just go, yeah. and then swipe back down as well. Yeah. <laughs> go back, go back up a little higher. Yeah, hold it there. And I'll have moves. I'll just dance some way up doing it. I'll hold the sustain pedal and fucking do like the DJ raise the roof. I don't do that. That's so dumb. Yeah, Sorry, do. everyone. Um, so. <laughs> So, okay, so with with the jam scene around here, I mean, because it seems like there's more and more jam bands. And like when, okay, so when I left Toledo, which was in 2006, the only jam band I knew about in the entire region was Hookah, you know, legends around here. Um, but then I, I, then I talked to Jason Ram, who I think you guys mostly know. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys know him. Uh, and he was telling me that, yeah, it's like Toledo had like a, a band that was pretty cool. I, Matrix, Boogie Matrix, Boogie, Matrix. Boogie, Boogie Matrix. Matrix mechanism, yeah. Okay, so and, and that there's just been this whole scene kind of building, and now there's like a few different bands that are mostly in the jam areas. Like what, what? what well, let's talk about like the scene kind of moving in through here, because I, I I don't know what's I, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, I, so I, like, what kind of happened like with like hookah? And I know kind of hookah kind of peaked in early 2000s. At least that's what I thought. Uh, apparently they're going through a it renaissance. It, it literally was Hookah and Boogie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. And that's that was it. Story. That was holding it down. Now, it's, yeah. now there's this band called The Works, who Hookah's opening up for. So like, it's well, yeah, that's like yeah, the Works scene, though. The yeah, Works yeah, is But yeah, I mean, specifically around here right now, the jam scene, there's a bunch of decent local bands. You know, we'll put you know put ourselves there, Bacano, and there's a Waxtastic is another local No one's band. really broke through, though, to the same level that Boogie was at. Oh, okay. So I what? Bacano's probably. The, it's it's kind of like the fish conundrum, though, right? I, in my opinion, no other jam band will reach the level fish has gotten because they were the only one there really that mattered. And now the scene is very flooded, right? It's a good yeah. thing. But like, um, either way, it's just like market analytics of local here. local Toledo jam scene. There's like five or so bands I'm considering the jam in the Funk Factory mm-hmm. um, that are like jam bands, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that are all local Toledo bands, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I was checking out that um, some of the bands from that festival that what's that called Sacred Sacred Harvest yeah Sacred Harvest I want to yeah. call it the Sacred Heart Festival but I know that's not it I think that's like a festival out in Savannah at a church um, <laughs> that probably doesn't exist anymore um, anyways so yeah like um, what what's going on with that because I I just signed on with a band awesome. Yeah. Oh, you forgot to mention Stonehouse is a really good. Jam. Oh yeah, Stonehouse. Yeah, yeah, Stonehouse has been around for a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. they have been, but they're they're. I would say they're definitely up there with in the scene, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but they've just they've been as far as I know the band that really just been local forever, right? Whereas like um, yeah. Boogie was a little bit more grander scheme, right? Toured yeah, like, all Boogie, of Ohio, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. ending up into Michigan, Chicago. like the surrounding Midwest area. Yeah. Um, so so what happened with those guys? What are they doing? Which guys? 
Boogie Stonehouse. Oh, Boogie. No, I know Stonehouse uh, is still. Boogie, active. they're uh, they're like lead singer guy left the band, and then I think they just like they they just kept switching drummers, you know. Uh, yeah, it was just a, I think they were just life life happened. old, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, older, and they just wanted to go on with their lives. Old. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, you know it is. Like I think you know I don't know them personally well or anything like that, but yeah, time runs its course, right? Well. I mean, I look like at a band like Hookah who had like, Sorry. who was such a like, they were like so huge around here. Like that was like yeah, we're like, supposed to be opening for them. I, that show still hasn't been announced. Yeah, twenty seventh. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure what, what's going on with that, but <laughs> <laughs> they still pull people out, man. Like oh, yeah. around here, like yeah. at, like you know, so, you know, like you'll go to some like the local shows. Like Jason's pulling a lot of good shows to the OT and stuff. Yeah. And it's doing pretty, I'd say the scene's doing pretty good, but you know, there'll be 50, 80 people there, that's a good night. Then you go to like Hookah and there's like 300 people and you're right. like, where in the hell did these people come they, from? Yeah, they're still out Ooh. there, still fucking yelling Hookah. And nothing wrong with that, just like, it, it's funny how they had this longevity and like through so many changes too, like especially with Ed McGee leaving and shit. Well, Ed comes around still though. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. And like in the next Hookah Builder. Which is sick one, Ed, because that's when I like like right, it. Right, because lot. like Alexander. And, yeah, the fuck yeah. Out. Like, yeah. And, like, he All took those his songs, songs are with sweet. Him. Did you guys yeah. notice, like, I don't know if you guys were on iTunes back when Ed left, but like as soon as Ed left, all Ed songs became unavailable. Unavailable, on yeah, and yeah. Shit. Like, you can't get any, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Which, I mean, leads to believe that there was like some real meltdown shit that yeah. happened in that yeah. Yeah, probably. Which I'd love yeah. to talk to like one of those sons of bitches. That'd be tight. It's like, cause I used to go to Hookahville and and just fucking go stupid, you know? Like that was like, the, you know, like that was the place to go. And, and I mean, I know it still goes on, but I think it's kind of waned off a little more. Yeah. Especially with all these festivals going on, it's like so much competition. But I think we're on sacred power. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this so yeah, so yeah, you're playing the Green Acre sessions right now. Yes, yes. Nice. So um, and we're, yeah, we're playing the pre-party together. Yep. Oh, cool, yeah, or um, but what the first one was last fall, right? Um, our our buddy uh, Andrew Price, Frogtown Glass Roots, he, he him and the Waxtastic guys um, through the Sacred Harvest last fall for the first one. They put it on out in Grand Rapids at that. The caverns. The no, it's just Alex on some guy's property. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. really cool. It's yeah. really nice. A lot of trees. Yeah. This jet stages. Is that is that the? It's out right outside of Grand Rapids. Yeah, come out early though. It's gonna get really packed this year. I I just have a feeling. Oh yeah. So you guys played last year? You said. We Kinda. did not as a full band play. Steve had a prior engagement, but like us three played with some guys in Bacano and West Hastings and just did a afternoon improv set. Like, oh sweet. Yeah. But we played. So they had halfway to harvest in April. Um, halfway to Harvard. Yeah, I like played, it. We played it that. Cold it was, as ice, man. Yeah, it was, it was cold. Yeah. Where was that? It was same place. place. Yeah. In oh, out there. Sacred yeah. grounds, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was shit. able to build a nice body heat. I wasn't struggling. Yeah, was, it was cold when we played. It was probably like <laughs> I don't know, forty upper forties. <laughs> but then the late part, it's ahead of. It was the last week of April, which is cold. Oh that day. yeah, yeah. And uh, the bands that played late, man, it had been under forty. I mean, not like. <laughs> yeah, no, my fingers stop existing like at all if the air conditioner like lightly brushes it. Yeah. I'm done for the night. It's like I guess I'll just go home. It's, it's true shit. But this the second one here, well it's you know, it's like, you know, kinda when festivals are growing, right? Every year like 
if it's going to keep going, it's going to take a step up. And you know, all the headliners, the headliners aren't announced yet. But um, oh yeah, that because they have those two little blurred out. Yeah, there's some blurred out stuff. stuff. So um, there'll be some yeah. cool headliners there. Um, so wait, so let's back up a little bit about Frog. Like, who the fuck is Frog Town? Like, I, I just want to know what's. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you know. What's I mean, not, it's pretty new. Yeah, it's a pretty new thing. It's kind of like an, um, just like a name and idea of um, my buddy Andrew came up with. Mm. Sort of, um, so he can like work with bands to help promote. So he just made like a, that as a name, as a general name for what he does. You know what I mean? It's a cool name, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's got like he's got a bunch of, he's he's got a of shows at the Bronze Boar. Yeah. He's bringing some jam bands in. Um, and oh, yeah, he just promotes yeah. for them, so they don't have to do anything on Facebook. He does all the promoting, oh, and okay. then like he gets them paid pretty decently and he just like takes like a little bit like 40 bucks or something it'll just so, be like so I'll do all the promoting and everything he's a promoter and yeah. slash booking agent kind of yeah, yeah pretty and much and yeah organizing a kick and organizing area yeah yeah, yeah, what, what, yeah what's his background uh, business in OU down at Ohio University okay yeah so it's, he was just like I love music I love yeah. business Let's do something. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Apparently. Yeah, it helps bring some like out of town acts too, right? Yeah. Like, he's got subterranean coming from Dayton. Okay. Um, I don't know a lot about them, but they're they're like they've been around for. A they've been year, around for a while, yeah, yeah down yeah. in the Dayton area. Um, and then there's some Columbus bands like Conscious Pilot and Electric Orange Peel. That yeah, yeah. Electric Orange Peel is yeah. pretty cool. They got shredders like fucking guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they they played at all the Harvest Festivals, and they'll be there again. Like they sweet. Yeah, yeah. But so okay, so then and then wax tax test. Wax Waxtastic. Yeah. So, and they're another band. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Thank you guys for schooling me. I feel like a fucking an idiot, but well, you just move back. I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know anybody. It's weird. Good to meet you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, nice to meet you. Well, and that's what makes having this show kind of like a convenient thing for me. Is like it does get me like to talking to people, and it's like. I don't know, like, when I left, I was fully engaged in, like, fucking jam shit, so when I went to San Diego, I really didn't listen to jam shit that much, I mean, just once in a while for nostalgia, so it's interesting to come back and see that this is, like, what's popping around here. Um, okay, so Waxtastic, they, they run the festival, too, that's what you're saying? Uh, um, Travis, uh, Waxy. Yeah. He's like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's like, in, he's in cahoots ah. with Frogtown. Yeah. So, yeah, they are. It's the whole band. It's really, it's the whole but band. But it's Travis's um, good, his parents, really good friend who owns a property. So they, oh, okay. So that's how they throw it on there. They have nice. like a food truck and people, yeah. it's kind of BYOB yeah. and people oh, came uh, out. This year it's going to be even different. Even Seed is going to have a food truck there. That's yeah, awesome. I think they're going to have them and a couple, they're going to have totally... New food trucks, better food trucks. Yeah, it's gonna take stuff. Not better, but yeah, I think it's just gonna are be they are they gonna be providing alcohol? Like not free no, alcohol. but you can bring your own. Yeah, yeah. It's right. just bring your own. Yeah. So so like so like how was the last the one in the summer, not the one in the winter? I mean, oh, we can talk amazing. about the it. Was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Well, how many people were out there? Two. Wow. Yeah, something like that, yeah. That's not bad. And was it mostly from this area or from all? Yeah, yeah. There were, pro- there were probably some people from around Ohio and the region who came in a few. Probably. Yeah. There's going to be more this year. Yeah, I would say but at least 80% was like fairly, like Toledo area local, right? Within uh, some sort of radius of Toledo. That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Is I don't know how much you guys know about the regions in Ohio, but like, is there a, like, is there like, Jam bands, sort of scenes building in all these cities. Yeah, like, Dayton, what's Dayton yeah. Columbus, Cincinnati. Dayton is the works, right? Is that right? Yeah, well, yeah. Dayton's got glow stick Willie. Oh. 
Yeah. Akron it Cleveland does easy. not have a very big jam scene. It's a lot of it's more like folky, some punk rock, some Americana rock mm. kind of stuff. I think Columbus is Cleveland kind of like does. Yeah. Cleveland does. Oh, Jammed. Columbus sort of holds it down. Yeah. Not a lot. Just say it's like Peridonia yeah. and Aqueous and. I don't know. I don't know. They're from Ohio. I don't know. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Huh. That's like anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other level. That's neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there. Where? Not there. <laughs> Jam scene is kind of new for me too. I was, I was. Yeah, we dragged Steve into this. Steve's almost dead Renaissance right now. Well, oh, so yeah. can we? I guess we have. If you were to tell people that, though, the thing is. I was always interested in the dead, but I was always intimidated because people would always say, well, don't listen to the studio albums. You have to listen to this live record and this live record. And I'm like, God, well, if I'm jumping into a band and I have like all of these live records to listen to, where do I start? Because I grew up, you know, like I'm more don't like- listen to that mid-80s shit. Right, really quality songwriting, <laughs> which I think is different. Like I think sometimes people get lost in the jam scene and something you can forget quality songwriting. Like Beatles, obviously my favorite band, but it doesn't make either or better or worse. It just makes the live performance different. Yeah. Um, so like I was more of singer songwriter and then bands that I would play in like college bands that I was in when I would j- like Zach Hutner, I used to jam with all the time, Oh, okay. you know, the past 10 years. But when, we when had- do you stop calling? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, that was stupid. So yeah, no, I love it. Uh, so uh, he, uh, not Zach, um, Zach's on my mind. Um, <laughs> well, Zach you know, so, is like, so cute. Any band or, or, or just jam session with people, I, we would always jam, mm. even if we weren't necessarily a jam band. Right. And I always kind of viewed myself like I could never be in a band that just was like, I could, but like it'd be, it wouldn't be as fun just to be in a band and just play the song exactly the same way and that's it. It's kind of fun to be able to just to set, in a, set yourself in a song for a little bit, extend a period of time. So that being said, without rambling more than I already am, <laughs> we started playing and then they would, they, would, they would hit up a song and I'd be like, what song is that? Like, oh, this is a dead tune. So then like we would end that jam session, I'd go and like listen to it and then I just slowly started getting obsessed with the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And then they showed me, you know, Fish. I'm not as, as into Fish, but... Well, I think Fish, like, when you talk about, because, like, what, Fish and Dead, they're, like, the reigning champions, right? And then you might have, like, String Cheese or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, love, I love them both in their own way. But I think I have to lean towards Fish only because they have, like, that very, like, prog thing. Yeah, they did. Yes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, like, I the Mars Volta and shit. And I know they don't get as, like, crazy as all that. But, I mean, they do. But... I think I just respect it more as a technical side of it sure, because, yeah. like, like it wasn't like the dead wasn't full of great musicians or their whole little, you know, their whole. It's more about the songs. Yeah, so it was about these songs and a, and a vibe. I'm gravitating towards that. It makes sense, guys. No, I mean it's it's totally uh, if like, you know, like I love the dead. And I love Fish. Fish is my band, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I knew Steve like would the dead would be what Steve would gravitate towards yeah. in that. His voice, it felt a little bit more loose. You know, like the dead feels way more loose. Like they went on stage maybe not really knowing what the fuck they're about to do. Like, even though maybe they probably did know what they're gonna do. Still, it was like, it, 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 there was like a lot of room for just open improv and just making noise. Whereas like the like Fish, when you read those old articles back in the 90s when they were doing all those shows and they were like really fucking riding the wave. Um, you know, like Transtasio would just be in his hotel room, like with notebook after notebook, writing like exactly what they're gonna do the next day yeah. for you know, like an entire night. He wasn't partying; he was probably partying by himself. But you know, like <laughs> fucking, you know, getting coked up and writing notebooks full of shit. 
I don't know. It's just, it, I don't know. Whatever. It sounds off. It, well, <laughs> I'm sure it is, but then when you the see... Well, when you see, like, your, the shit you wrote down on a book, you see it come to life the next day at rehearsal like then that's like your rush you know yeah. so like i'm yeah. sure creating yeah. and sitting in a room by yourself like going crazy writing notebooks on like what you're going to do the next day and then seeing it come to life i mean it gives them some kind of mm-hmm. motivation to keep doing blow why aren't you like that right yeah what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just do the step I just it up a bit i actually <laughs> have written every set list that we've ever had probably but uh most of the time or half the time we just don't have one which Actually, we're trying to move towards that a little bit now. I'd say one of our biggest knocks is sometimes there's a little bit too much dead air in between oh. some songs. Personal knocks, not crowd knocks, but yeah, they're like hard knocks. Want, yeah, like what we want to like stop and get a little better at. So like I think transitioning. You know, we've been moving to it recently. We wrote some more. There were some shorter sets. The hard thing is when you're playing three hours, right? You're gonna write a set list and you're gonna change some stuff up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you you got to play the crowd too. Right, you found a uh, vibe. That way we can just kind of move a little more between from song to song right yeah i feel you i feel you mm-hmm. so 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 right now you guys are are you guys writing or you guys got a bunch of stuff writing like what what's your goals here like besides playing oh. festivals and three-hour shows like what's what, what do you see yourself doing i think 2018 is probably gonna be more of 2017 <laughs> you know it's just like super embryonic from a uh, like goal standpoint mm-hmm. you know we're just we're playing shows when we get invited to play shows, and if uh, you know there's a certain place we want to play, like it took us a while to get into the idiot. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, basically I, I heard Steve alternating weekly emails. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> Smiley face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Booking anytime soon? Is this too desperate? Oh no. <laughs> so if you guys kind of build a little good rapport there, and so now you're crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah but now we can't get a gig there. So. It's tough because it's. <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, we, there's a lot of places we like to play and there's a lot of places we're trying to get into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's tough at a lot of places. Some places like... Our fall's pretty booked out fairly well right now. Just some local, like, you know, Sodbuster, Beer Stew, right. uh, the Bronze Boar, some what? little festivals, uh, just some random stuff, um, too, but, um, man. I think more importantly, the focus is on the music. Like, uh, lately we've been writing maybe two or three new original songs you know trying to take take them slow you know don't mm. rush them yeah don't try to write original music just for the sake of writing original music kind of like what you were saying earlier about the quest love you know yeah like, yeah like you know, fine. You know? <laughs> not like we have producers banging on our doors and like expectations of fans it's right. just what i think probably makes it hard for people to get past that first album you know yeah but yeah. uh um but yeah we're just we're just trying to let things it's just for fun yeah, you know, yeah. we're just having fun right so yeah but uh, we have been recently trying to get some. We got we've got some like ideas that like, we've like we have to have a ton of ideas that we just need to like tie up. And uh, do you ever have that problem out. where you like have a really cool groove idea, but you never know how to surround it? You don't oh, know of how course. to dress it. Of course, yeah. And then like ten years later, you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> duh, <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. All the fucking time. It's part of the process, I think. You know, like everybody has like. Wow, this is a really cool, cool groove. I wish I had somewhere to put it. And then, like, I mean, my thought really is, if you have something for a while and you never forget it, and it's not written down, that means it's good. It means, yeah. And it means so, if it, it. if it takes ten years or it takes a week, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't forget it that long, there's right. something with that part. If you keep coming like, back think, to it, yeah. I think Paul McCartney said in an interview once. I might be thinking of the wrong person. I'm pretty sure it's him. He said like he wouldn't either 
record or write down or whatever song ideas when he went to bed because he, he said to himself that if it was good enough when he woke up he would remember the melody what he was doing he would remember the chords he was what he was going to do I don't know if that is that always true I don't know no, I say fuck that I would say Paul McCartney could do that because he could just shat songs. Right. Like for me, every time I get something good, I'm like, I need, I need this. Like record this thing. Right. Like, well, I, I mean, that's what's great about these. Premium of yeah. And the phones, like, <laughs> they, and, they, and I'm sure, like in Paul McCartney's day, well, he probably had access to recording equipment for a long time after you know they kind of broke through, but. I mean, like, for a musician now, or a vocalist, or a writer, or a poet, or a fucking uh, podcaster, you have your fucking phone. It's amazing. And it's, it's, like, it's like, I have, like, so many songs that are starts of songs, middle songs, just shit tons of them that I just don't know what to do with, and I'm just they're Take just Take random there. parts and put them together. I try. I mean, like, if it works, it, you know, I will do something like that, but, like, it's, it's just whatever, you know. But, but these, these, this is a tool now. Like, this is, this is definitely my tool, my entertainment, and, like, you know, my, my second-born son. Sometimes I get in a bad habit of, like, recording something on my phone, like, through a microphone into GarageBand and then getting obsessed with the demo that I'm making. <laughs> where I'm like, because, obviously, you know, drums are my best instrument, so obviously I'm going to lay down, like, a, a drum simple drum part or whatever and yeah. then I'm like oh let's add a little bass and then I just add some keyboard parts and then I start doing all this and all this and then I'm doing like harmonies and then I'm like shit this isn't even like a demo anymore it's turning into a, which a, isn't a bad and then I get obsessed a never loop like my wife will come in and be like what are you doing and I'm just like Oh, nothing. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. And I'm just sitting there, like, for like, it's like, you know, you have those faces. I'm just sitting there in the dark. No, I don't want to. You're masturbating. That's what you're doing. You're whacking it. You get naughty for an hour. Which technically you are kind of masturbating. I mean, like, you're, if you're making your own music, you're sort of just. It is. I mean, climaxing with ideas. It's it's, it's uh, there's something sexy about making a new song. You feel good afterwards though, like when you, yeah. like especially when it when you shit it all out at once. You're just like when when it just all comes to you all at once. You're just like Theo. oh shit, and and that's like a great song. We have a song like that. What's it called? But it was like, collaborative, fully collaborative. Fully, yeah. It's called Theo. Theo. Yeah. What's it about? It's about a dog. It's oh. kind of so. So the music aspect of it, the music aspect of it came as a group where like. I think John was just dicking around on a, a bass line, and then I came up with a simple drum beat. And then we, it just it progressed, and we came up with complex parts to it. And then, and then he was kind of like noodling around on the guitar, but he did a specific noodle that sounded really good. I'm like, that one right there, get that noodle, you know? And that's the one right there, and that became the melody. And then, yeah, so then I went home, and then I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking of like, where's this thing? And he had this idea of like, his dog, well, this is a true story, like his dog grabbed food from inside the cage, like it was up on top, mm -hmm. and then his girlfriend's daughter, you know, essentially said more or less, I told you so. So the song kind of, every verse starts with this phrase, I told you so, oh. in different aspects of that. So it's kind of, it was originally based off the dog, but then just when you're just not having fun with stuff, it's not too fun. And then it kind of, yeah. It's also about getting old. Getting old, there's one about just changing, sometimes it's not fun. 
So like part of it is like bad habits linger. So sometimes yeah. you're, you're trying to change for one way, but you know, whatever those <laughs> yeah, bad yeah, habits yeah. are. The first part of the song kind of ends and then we just go into this like Latin thing and then Curry just rips over it. Yeah, that's done. Song done. So that was a very collaborative effort that I think in a practice and a half, we pretty much had it done. Yeah, and it all just sort of came naturally. Yeah, it was weird. It was take like months. Months, yeah. Every other one. Yeah. So, so like, what, what, how many songs, how many like originals do you guys have in your repertoire? Complete, right like now? seven. We played eight, live. seven or eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah. Okay. And then we. So you got, can play a whole set of. Originals. Yeah, yeah, we can do. Yeah, like a, definitely an hour to uh, like hour and fifteen minutes. Three well. hours, we could do it. Original. We could do it. Technically, it's about amount of an album, you know. So it's like. Oh, we could record something. Yeah, I mean, especially for a gym, man. If you wanted to try to record something. Yeah. So what? What's your plans with the recording? Well, so my my you know my dad being a musician, he has recording stuff at home. Nice home recording. I actually am just finishing a project with him. He's getting it mixed and mastered at Stone Soup Recording and Mommy. Oh, okay. Eric's right. a really yeah great great producer and whatever. Um, I think didn't they do Andrew Ellis's albums? He they does. Do he, they do a lot of stuff there. They yeah. do a lot of. Yeah. They have so, people yeah. from out of town. This girl Nashville. I just listened to one of her songs that he did there. So anyway, yeah. So he's really good, but. My dad, just for basic recording, has done obviously been doing home stuff, home recording for you know probably since the late '70s. Oh, nice. So you know we do father son stuff. Like I just played drums on his most recent record, um, but like what? Well, That's I, cute. We'll probably thank you. We'll do something ourselves first. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So yeah. like self release yeah. rather than going out and paying. Yeah, I don't think there's. No, I mean, he, the quality he does is pretty. We might pay you know maybe pay Eric to mix and master it for us, mm-hmm. but. To get that oomph, you know, right? But yeah, but I think the basic goal first is just to have a nice, like, little short CD of, of our songs that we can, you know, give CD? out. What's what's yeah? What's a CD? <laughs> I still buy CDs. So do you really? Yes, I do. Yeah. I love Nerd. just popping it in my car because then I like have to listen to that whole CD over and over. Yeah. So, you know, like, one do. CD will sit in my CD player in my car, and then I'm pretty much like I agree. I know because every other second of my life right now, but. Um, <laughs> can I have a counter argument really quick and then we can so I buy vinyl of stuff that I love but then I list I pay for Spotify Spotify I also can press play on an album and let the entire album go through <laughs> I'm just pressing it on my phone rather than on my car yeah I mean I use Apple music as well but uh, you know there's nothing like putting a CD in the car like it's different like you're it's less actually, likely to like skip around with some stuff in my opinion but. Well, I, the problem with CDs, which they were so awesome, is that if you fucking like, like, like if you breathe on it wrong, it skips forever, and it's just—it's it, like the air conditioner on your hand. Yeah, exactly. It just goes right <laughs> to shit. And so, like, I, I get it, and and like, I, I don't, I don't hate you for buying CDs, but, but for, it just uh, so from the perspective of this, we're gonna be playing a show, right? We're not gonna give somebody a slip to go to a digital download. They're gonna download that shit. We're gonna hand them a CD, so yeah. like, some better odds that they will listen to. No, this local is, bands, it makes sense yeah. for sure. But but and that's the whole yeah. thing. CDs have become more of a business card. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah. a lot of people, I don't really have a CD player, so like. Bands give me their CDs all the time, and I will. I, I do have a CD player in my car, so like I will listen to a band's CD in my car. But yeah. if you're not on Spotify or anything, like it's, it, like I, like it, it just it's not that I don't want to go out and find that music because there's always you know like I love hearing new music that I love, but it's like it's probably not gonna happen. So what, what I was saying was like with a CD. What I've noticed over the years is like you just give those things away. Sometimes you can con people into giving you money for them, but other than that, it's like they're really just there to like spread your fucking seed. You know? Yeah, pretty like much. You're just yeah. planting seeds. Like we here have, you go, um, here you go. 
We have stickers. He's got one, man. Sticker. Yeah, you do, do you have a sticker? Yeah. I do have a sticker. It's no, a visual I'm... representation of what we are as a band, so it's uh, it's all, it almost is the same effect as a CD. That people CD will know we're a, a cigarette up. band. When well, a CD a is a step up because not only does it have your insignia on it, but it also has like what you do on it. So no, like, I'm just kidding. I, it's cool, <laughs> but, but I do like your sticker. Although, to me, it... Cause like when we first met, I was like, "Oh, this is a fucking you guys like a hell hellbilly band," <laughs> and like that's what it came off to me. It was like a country, like the name is country. It is, yeah. So it comes off a little country, but I'm not hating on your name. It's fine for you guys, and like that's fine, whatever. But we like the irreverence of it sometimes. At least I do. Uh, it's it a cool logo though. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not hating. We were almost Buff Casanova, so I mean. Buff Casanova. Buff Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> that's tight. That's tight. I, I do have to say that, like, for, for one, like, end of a, a high practice. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm calling the printers. We're getting a thousand stickers now. What would be the the logo for Buff Casanova? Real strong. It might be too too obvious though. Yeah. Real strong guy with a mustache. Like I don't get it. Well, we, the, the, my idea was we would we, Curry would be Buff Casanova. And then either Buff Casanova and the blah blah blahs or just Buff Casanova. Oh, but he God. would be like so, the de facto leader of the Buff Casanova. I'll make sure I take a selfie of the whole band so everyone knows who. We're talking about. <laughs> I'll put it up on the Instagram. <laughs> so Sexy man. Buff Casanova. It's like Duke Silver in uh, Parks and Rec. You know. Oh yeah. Ron um, Swanson's Duke Silver is alter buff ego. Yeah, we can still just make him Buff Casanova. I can mean, we just? Can. can we announce here to the world that we're changing our name to Buff Casanova? Can I just jack you, buff, ca- buff Casanova. You heard it here first. It could be. You, you could. You could be Cactus Jack featuring Buff Casanova, and just yeah. that he'll be your feature act every time. Yeah, sounds no. great. That's kind of what already is. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our Tony Clifton. Yeah, there yeah. you go. You're you're all there. You go. You'll just. Well, okay, so will Buff Casanova then just be a bunch of pricks who like do play like hellbilly? Of us? <laughs> <laughs> you have your you have your sunglasses on inside yeah, the building. So this whole time, I'm I'm the can we put that on the record, please? No, I no, I like in defense of John, I was in this same very room just a couple weeks ago wearing sunglasses doing like a play thing i was involved with like a little play yeah and we were in this very room and the fucking sun was right in my eyes and yeah, i was yeah, that yeah. you gotta always be prepared man you never know i have my sunglasses i put them on and i was that guy who was wearing sunglasses so i'm not hating i was just cracking wild. someone has to fulfill that role in the band during the podcast like, yeah <laughs> so who's steve, yeah. actually steve wanted to be that person but i you're like no John was like, no, sunglasses guy. i was already wearing them you know <laughs> We were on our way into the building. We went into the, the conference room, or uh, what was it? The kids section. Kids section. Kids section. Yeah. There was a car there, a Cadillac, just yeah. hanging out. You're like, where? Yeah, gonna... This library is so cool. This library is cool. Toledo Public Library is killing it. Yeah. What is like a weakness? We'll go around the table because I like this. I like this question. Okay. What's like a weakness in your playing that you've overcome or are working on currently? So I always give the example is like, I play keys. But my left hand is dog shit, so I constantly have to run scales and shit with it, which I should have been doing this whole time, but you know, that's just not what happens. So, um, 
I'll run scale with my left hand working on it. So like that's what I do. So that's kind of the example yeah. I set. So we'll start with Riley here. What what yeah, would I you mean, say? I mean, I could just say kind of like recently what I've been working on is just like um, building up my like chordal vocabulary as far as inversions go. So like, you know, we're, when we're jamming, right, we do the one, two chord vamp thing a lot, but I want to be able to spice that up and add stuff for Curry, you know, yeah, yeah. soloing. So recently I've just been working on just like the jazz thing, right? Learning just as many, you know, inversions and things and getting them under my fingers so I can use them. Yeah. Make stuff. Building the tool belt, toolbox, yeah. tool belt. That's why you were in Desmond Jones and I saw them guys for the first time. We're actually supposed to do a podcast sometime. I think we might just do it at the Sacred Heart Festival. Sacred Heart Festival. What the fuck? Dude, that is great. Anyways, <laughs> what the fuck is it called? The Sacred, sacred Harvest. Thank you. Harvest. Jesus. The big heart of <laughs> sacred loving. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be nothing but love out at the Sacred Harvest Festival. Grand Rapids, when's the, when's, what's the weekend? What's September? Uh, 7th and 8th. Yeah. Sweet. First weekend of September. I should probably be pushing that more since I'll be a part of that. <laughs> okay, so, so um, yeah, those guys are fucking murderers. Those two guitar players, yeah, yeah, they yeah, fucking yeah. up front doing all that shit and singing and doing the... Yeah, they're they're great. Assholes. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're awesome. They're nice guys too. Um, oh, what, what are you working on? Uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to like uh, give away. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's not anything that you you don't have to be working on currently. It could be something that you overcame. No, I think that uh, I want to be more. I want to just be tighter with the drums, mm. and I, I don't want to overplay too much because a lot of times we have kind of like that New Orleans jazz thing going between the two of them, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, n- not both leading or not both soloing, but neither of them, you know, so I don't want to like, I don't want to get too complicated with that. Yeah. I don't want to like step on each, their toes. Yeah. Uh, while I, they're going off, you don't want to like I, feel like, less them and be like, yeah. ooh. Well, that's <laughs> just like the only person who can do that. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. good. Right. It's true. <laughs> I have not really, I mean, jazz I used to always try to be Jocko Pistorius. Who doesn't you know? want to be Jocko? Right. Well, <laughs> I would like to live past 36, but... Nah, fuck that. <laughs> he had a good life. <laughs> hey, did you guys see that documentary, by the way? It was... It's, it's sad as fuck. No. It's, it's like sad. You haven't seen the Jocko one? No, I He haven't. dies at the end, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> um... But no, just the way he dies is like what, super sad. Is it on it's Netflix? Like, it is. That's probably why I'm here. It sucks. I'm going to get my Netflix. Well, you right? want to talk about musicians that are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he was he cocky was, little twat. Yeah, yeah. It fucking, he ran his mouth, but he was also like crazy. So yeah, like, he, well, he, did, yeah, he yeah. was like, like literally <laughs> like crazy. Bipolar and yeah. everything. And that's what got like, him stuck, yeah. you know? And like when he, I mean, by the time he died, he was like almost homeless. Like I think he was living he in a was park, homeless, right? Yeah, yeah he, he was went, living in a park. Well, his bass got ran over. He fell asleep on a park bench <laughs> in Central Park, and someone stole the bass of Doom, and uh, someone ran over it. Like it was just in the middle of the, the street, and it's so fucking yeah. damn. That's, that's the saddest shit when you see is. like these legends. Amy was the same way for me. Amy, the the documentary was like it was so sad because she just like when you see those like pictures of her like when she's all cracked out she's yeah. like ah, yeah. Yeah, let's go sing now you know like that that's so that's just sad gnarly she was such a like an old soul yeah i hate that phrase <laughs> um, okay so what, what what are you working on what what have you um on? i mean i wouldn't mirror john i want to i want to lock I in a goal is to lock in I've, i mean i've always 
um, to be, um, I don't know how to say self-conscious, but like, I've always... Self-aware. Self-aware. Well, I've never, well, first off, I've never been like insanely technical of a drummer. I've always been more like musical, like where, like, what can I add to the song? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm singing a lot. Do you take, so. do you take like the pocket route? Yeah, yeah, I like to, I like to be the, I, 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 I hopefully I'm not a, I'm not a, I wouldn't, I'm not just a straight run of the mill average drummer. Right. Um, I'm a little more fun than that, hopefully. But I'm, I'm never going to be like. <laughs> there, there's some. I mean, there's some drummers out there that are. I mean, your guys' drummer is really good. My dad's oh, band, Lafo, Dave Fogel, is insanely like just does crazy rolls and crazy drum fills, and that's just not who I am. So um, my goal, yeah, is just to underplay a little more and kind of almost like hip hop mentality. I, I listen yeah. to a lot of hip hop. And it doesn't necessarily need to be chopping wood drums, but like if you lock into it, yeah. and then the bass also locks into it, you, I mean, yeah, you can do that'll beat everything. That's the, that is a solid foundation. It beats everything. It's not just about the drums. Drums and bass combined will conquer well, the world. No, because this is this is for all these technical no, players. We can do way less. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But, but you know what? It's gross when you see like a really technical drummer who can't keep time or who are who is not in the pocket. Yeah. It's gross because they're just like it's like the drummer's show. Like they're just doing the me show. You like just be doing like a, a five minute polyrhythmic thing that you just gotta wait for it to finally. Meet up at the end. But yeah, yeah. It's jazz. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now I get it. But that shit's gross to me. Like, I would way rather have someone, and I'm not saying boring, but I'd rather have someone pocket it, pocket AF mm-hmm. than have some asshole who's like just everywhere and like, this is the me show. Because it does nothing but like, it just, it just fucks everything up, you know? So, the way I look so at I it respect is, pocket. Right. The way I look at it is that like, a lot of people could like a, a common thing in bands is like the you know the guitar player get, takes his guitar off and at the end of practice and plays the drums mm. and it's like a lot of people can do that but also like I would look at myself a lot of people can just play simple chords too on guitar doesn't necessarily mean you would go out and do it right this so is not like, my profession so like I understand that like playing drums it's like I'm I am more it is more of like a caveman like I'm, I'm playing rhythms is all I'm doing but like you also and I'm not doing guitar solos and I'm not doing crazy sax solos but like I am serving a very distinct purpose that not everyone can do mm. uh, to a certain level right I mean everyone can you know play drums on their table like oh I can do a drum beat cool but like it doesn't always work that way yeah, it doesn't you know mean, mean you should go out and be a drummer right, right. <laughs> which is why I, I, I pride myself as a drummer and I don't get too worried about not being insanely technical like I'm not trying to be yeah uh, Jack you know, Day J Net, whatever the fuck his name is. Right. <laughs> Any of those. That's a drummer, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, no, that's solid. I, I love pocket drummers. Yeah. Pocket drummers, that means more to me than anything. Now, there are pocket drummers who are boring, like you were saying. I don't like to think of myself as just like a timekeeper, you know, just my the little drum machine in the back, flip it on. <laughs> Uh, but Steve Jordan, do you know Steve Jordan? He's I don't. fucking like. Wait, he, who's he's, he play for? He's well, he's done like session recordings with everyone. But is like, he local? No, he's oh. he's oh he's, he's you know he's played with like Cheryl Crow or whatever. He's famous with he plays played John Mayer before. He's gotcha. played he's a, just he's a black dude. Black dude is yes. he plays a really simple drum he's kit, yeah. very simple, but holy shit. Yeah. He like he so he plays with like Pino Palladino a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Pino yeah. plays with John Mayer he's as well. In the trio, but yeah. God, and and with John Mayer solo stuff too. Yeah. They both record with him all the time, and like those two dudes, just the way Pino Palladino and Steve Jordan like lock in, it's like 
oh my god bad boys you just hear they're bad, they're not, bad boys they're very busy sometimes too but they just lie. right well they have that technical skill they know their shit enough and like i feel like there's a um there's a huge sense of confidence that a, a, a good player will project who is not doing anything because i have a friend who plays for the original whalers um he's not an original whaler obviously he's fucking younger than me uh, he's a Mexican from Chula Vista, but he fucking incredible bass player, um, and like he's just doing those simple bass lines. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But like he exudes this confidence, and like and, and like he'll just do the simplest thing, and you'll just hear the crowd erupt. And and then when he does break out the good shit, ooh, it's sexy. Oh, yeah. It's sexy. <laughs> no, I. I it's someone all about feel. Is he from San Diego? He's from, yes, Chula They're Vista. Like, well, he's actually from Tex Cali, Tex Cali, whatever the fuck that's called. Not Tex Cali. <laughs> Mexicali. Mexicali, thank like you. Tijuana side? No, no, no. Baja American California. side. Oh. But, but yeah, he grew up in, Cal- in San Diego. Um, What's the music like compared between San Diego, like in, or the jam scene in San Diego? Is there a jam scene? Not really. Um, there is. There's like this band called the Brothers Gal, who's actually, I think they broke up, but like they're like really one of the only ones out there, and they actually get out this way a lot too. Um, they're pretty badass. Um, but really, what dominates out there is the reggae shit, man. Yeah. Just like white boy reggae. Is like, it a, a Chicago Batman from San Diego? Chicago Batman? I don't know who that is. Oh, really? No. Chicago Batman? Chicano Batman. Chicano Batman. Yeah. I don't know, man. But that's a dope-ass name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like, the, the scene out there, comparatively, if you're going to say the, um, the number of jam bands comparative, comparatively, is, like, I only know of one out there. Wow. Compared to, like, what's here. It's, but it's a different... It's underground, though, right? It, it would be, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, okay, so, like, there's a section of San Diego called Ocean Beach. That's where I lived, which was considered, like, a hippie part of town. And it's, like, super laid back. And, well, now gentrification is throwing out all the artists. Thank you, progress, uh, I guess. Uh, and then, uh, but, but like, in the 60s, it was, like, Jimi Hendrix used to fucking hang out there. What's it called? Like, it's called Ocean Beach. Oh. OB. Um, (laughs) um, but it's uh so like they ran the gambit there there's this uh really famous club there called winston's it's um like hookahs played there and shit uh trying to think of other bands from out here who played it but anyways so they dominated the beach scene there and it's it's sort of of the reggae scene dominates the beach scene obviously it's a very beachy kind of music but um yeah i mean it's mostly reggae and fucking like Rock and a lot of rappers. We need more reggae around Toledo. <laughs> I was trying to do something with uh, Ross Accurate. Me and Jason were both playing with, oh, us, yeah. with him, but like it just sort of didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Which Sometimes I'm still trying. You know? Well, I'm still trying to do something with him. I'd still yeah. like to do something with him because he's Jamaican as fuck, and like I think he'd be a great addition to the scene out here. Oh, absolutely. I've seen him a few times. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's fun. He's like he has all his moves. Um, so. What about you, man? We kind of got sidetracked. What are you working on? Oh, um, I usually, I've been working on intonation stuff. Mm. Just being able to play in tune. Um, well, that's always on, good. Yeah, like, <laughs> long, well, yeah, like longer. I feel like I waver if I don't, like, take a deeper breath, you know? Like, like to a certain point. Yeah, so I've kind of been working on that kind of stuff. 
that's cool yeah with both the instruments and then just always working on being more technical and in time what what's yeah. your like what's your training what do you mean were you too did you were you taught did you take lessons as a kid or i mean i took yeah i went to school for music for oh, a while. Okay. how about you guys who else is anybody Most has training self-taught, self-taught. Yeah. everyone's self-taught yeah. except for i took yeah. cello lessons but I took some guitar lessons and they were like really bad, you know, where they present the Mel Bay book to you and then <laughs> the right. Mel Bay book. And then yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, well, I hate this. I just, yeah, like I, said, I just like half ass played for a long time and then I got serious about it. Yeah, I, I tuned the guitar wrong for the first year I played. <laughs> <laughs> so the first year doesn't count. And then I started doing more, but yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Learning curves, everybody's got to learn. Yeah. Um, so you guys i mean like what you guys want to tour i mean is there like what what like do you do you guys have like full-time jobs that you could never leave or like, what? well i mean i do for sure yeah. what do you do i'm a teacher oh okay yeah, yeah but i have a baby like, 11 month old baby too like i'm not oh, yeah. you know here's i always say this like if if somebody came to my doorstep and or whatever texted me or rang my doorbell and uh, no, if somebody came to me and said, hey, we want you to go on tour for this, insert, you know, massive band. Uh, we're going to pay you this amount of money. And if it was like a guarantee, I knew it was going to work out, great. But like, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I have a baby. Like, I have a really good job teaching that I love. I do this on the side because it fulfills me. Um, I love writing music. I wouldn't want to just be straight up just cover stuff. Um, but I, I, I like that creative outlet. Um, so if you, I wouldn't like, want to grind it out, you yeah, know what I mean? No, I just I can't do it. that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, like I'm 35 and I'm still jumping in vans and shit. <laughs> like it's it's, it's rough. It's, it's tough. Thing yeah. to do, and especially when you have a family. I was like, I was um, the band I play with. We the. I don't know, somebody from the Raiders. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was weird, but like if they flew us out to Hawaii, and fucking. And like I was out there, I was also on a lot of drugs, like mushrooms, not bad drugs, right. <laughs> not like needle drugs. I was really high, and like I had this beautiful day, right? And this was just in April, and like I had this beautiful day. <laughs> just two months ago. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, like I had this gorgeous day. Like we went hiking, we did like these radio spots, we did like all these cool things that you don't really, not you know, like not a lot of people get to do those things. And then like when I we were back at the hotel at night, I just had this like super profound feeling of just like like um just missing my family and i was just like set and like i couldn't sleep the whole night mm-hmm. obviously i was tripping dick and, <laughs> yeah, like things were i almost called my mom at like 3 a.m one time when i was tripping <laughs> Why did you call her mom? i want to tell her i love her man right i've done that too <laughs> and you know what i i fucking uh, I called my wife. I did. I was like, "Hey, I'm thinking of you right now, and like, I miss you guys so much. Like, it, it like, it hurts." What's wrong with him? Like, <laughs> what if he love us so much? Yeah, stop loving, <laughs> dummy. But, but no, I feel yeah. you because you got family, you got ties, like that new baby. I mean, like, you just are like so much love. You didn't even know that existed within mm. you. So, yeah. like, you're just like. I understand what you're saying, man. It's a fucking tough racket to try to pursue with family. Luckily, my wife's a musician, so like she go. gets it sometimes. Not always, <laughs> but you know, it's a marriage. 
Uh, well, you guys would be down to tour, no? Yes? I mean, I do you guys... Tour. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would yeah. Yeah. They're going to kick me out of the band is what they're saying right now. You're replaceable. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I mean, but, you know, just as far as, like, as a thing we could, that would be fun to start doing in the next couple of years, right? Yeah. So, like would just be like go up and play you know play some shows up in Michigan and Ann Arbor and things mm. like that yeah do we weekend yeah yeah just like little things like that would be that would, yeah, that, yeah that's yeah and like rent an Airbnb cabin and bring the family with you <laughs> like, uh, I've done cool. it once it's not suggestible <laughs> <laughs> alright cross that one yeah, <laughs> not the cool thing a couple years maybe at home he'll be old enough by then yeah. well, three years no I had the baby I had the dog I had the wife and like yeah, yeah. a van full of, and like I don't know if you guys ever been in a van full of musicians traveling but like it's like the nastiest this most disgusting disturbing conversations no oh, yeah like I would only compare it to like a comics table like a, a table of comics communicating to each other it's the only thing I could even imagine that comes close of the filth and horror that like, spills <laughs> out of people's faces while in the van uh, so yeah like uh, she got to see that and then she like went head to head with the lead singer and the, you know so like it was just wow, not fun good. good TV show yeah. <sighs> it would have been a fun podcast <laughs> which, which I, I should have done anyways you should have had to say on your entire life yeah, I just walk around with fucking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these things are already recording us all the time. I mean, you can only take the footage. Um, oh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah the so FBI for office, man. It's coming. Yeah, there is. <laughs> remember that heinous conversation about <laughs> anal discharge you had yeah, back in 2000? <laughs> Sorry, you're going to be more specific, sir. <laughs> Lots of anal discharge going on. We need to be more specific. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Is target audience for this? I, um, mostly dudes <laughs> and moms. No. Um, I have had like an angry woman write me an email, like, and it was like so weird because it was like this very specific email about very specific things that were throughout the entire podcast. So they sat there for the entire. At twenty one thirty four, you said. <laughs> I mean, it, almost, because they're like, when you were talking about Fresno being a piece of shithole that no one wants to go to, well, let me tell you something. It's like halfway through it. So there's these markers of like, fuck it, of like how I knew that she sat there and listened to the whole thing and just wrote just to complain. And then I read it on air, which I think is fun, the best part of it, although that just... It, it just gets people to write you more bad things. Yeah. That, shit, that shit takes a toll. You don't want to hear how fat and stupid you are. You know, so like, I stopped reading bad emails on there. Uh, okay, so it's getting late. The library's probably going to cut us off here soon. I, yeah. I don't know how soon. But, I actually um, have some other things to do tonight. So. Well, if you got to. He's got to get balance. Let's be honest yeah, about it. He's got to get there down. before they close. Oh, you're, oh, shit, you missed if it. If you're in Toledo and you haven't had balance yet, make sure you try it. What's well, balance? Hopefully they pay us for that. Oh, there's a balance. <laughs> <laughs> what is balance? I don't know. Balance is like a pan Asian grill. Yeah, fast. Think of like Asian chipotle, but you don't get to go down a line and choose what you want to put in. You have to just tell them all up front, so it makes it way harder. But it's good. Yeah, no, it's it makes a local, it lovely owned place. Oh, that sounds for close-minded people like Riley. I'm like confuse you. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Do you guys mind playing a quick game then? Sure. It depends on the game. Oh, um, well, it's not anything stupid. I love games, so it's, yes. It's more stupid than anything else, but... I'm in. Uh, I, I haven't done it in a long time, so I kind of want to do it, but if you guys got something to do, we can end it now, or... I can do the game. Let's do the game. It'll Sounds. take about ten minutes. Let's do the We're game. In. I'll just write out my hand. Okay. 
So the game is called How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist. Mm. Um, it's pretty easy. It's pretty self-explanatory, except that the rules are somewhat simil- simul- similar, similar to... Yep. Is that right? Similar? Yeah. Similar? Similar. 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 Similate. Similate. It's close to uh, Price is Right rules, but you can go over. So, like, it's whoever is closest to the actual cost is the, the winner. winner. Yeah. And the way we do it, so we're not here for all night, is if you get it right, you, uh, you're out of the thing. You're out of... You're the champion. You're the champion. No, well, yeah, you, no, you win. So there's no real winners. There's only one loser. You there's only the one thing, loser. You get the thing that we're guessing, like, for free? Does this, do these no. people agree to it? Well, no. I, like, oh, like, that would be dope if they sponsored like, burner it. Craigslist accounts that... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, I gotta set that up. We'll get there. Do we have a name for this? Uh, what? Oh, Craigslist. So I usually do, if you get it dead on, you get whatever's in my pocket, but I don't think there's anything in my pocket, like money or whatever. So I, I'll give you something. If you get it dead on. I'll give you this razor blade or something. Um, okay, so it's basic. So I'll read it. Uh, this is on Toledo. Oh no, this is Detroit Craigslist. And I'll read the Ooh. caption and I'll read the description and then we'll take guesses. All right. Please. All right. So it's the Beatles' unique hand embellished Geisley. Jesus. Oh my God. Geisley print. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Whatever. Who cares? All right. So it's the Beatles' montage eye, unique hand embellished Geisley, whatever fuck, print. This is a series of six unique hand-embellished prints of the Beatles' Montage Eye by Markham. Each one comes with different color. Apple added in by the original artist. Um, shipping available. PayPal accepted. And the size is 14 inches by 17 inches. The um, whole thing? How much is it wood? Uh, they don't say. But I'll just they take try to show they take you AMAX? a shitty picture that you can't really see. So it's a whatever. It's a print. Okay. Oh, okay. What material? Canvas. Canvas. Glycy. I don't know what that is. Glycy. Glycy. Do you know? Does the teacher know? Glycy. I mean, I'm assuming it's glossy. They just they don't know how to spell. Well, no, it's it's G I C L E E. Glycy. That's a glycel. Okay, glycel print. Okay, we'll start with Riley here and go ahead. How much do I think it is? Yeah. How much do you think? Go with the. 175 bucks. 170. Gee, this is stupid. Like, maybe we can just remember. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep score throughout like a, a long. Yeah, I do have to keep score. It kind of doesn't work like that. I wish I would have brought paper. Even I need um, we is could. Phone? Yeah, yeah. Notes on the phone. Maybe. Yeah, that, it's you know, slower. You I, I meant to bring. I'm touting. Uh, you know. The, how much the my phone? Yeah. <laughs> what is this thing good for? Piece now can I shit. can I ask like is the game supposed to be like a holy cow look how insanely low or high that is? Or no, really. In the original form of this game, at the end you had to take a picture with a mask on, the Joe mask, the dreaded Joe mask, which was by the time I left San Diego was worn by like a hundred different people. I never cleaned, so like it got worse and worse every week. So there was real consequences, Ooh. and you had to take the picture that we use for the Instagram. Nice. Loser leaves town, man. Anyways, okay, so Riley said um, 175. 175, okay, and then we're moving on. John here. 75. $75. 16. 16. 16. Sir? 
I'll do uh, two hundred dollars. Two hundred. No, man. They, they talked about the artist, the uh, the original artist. It's not sixteen. <laughs> I think it's sixteen. All right. So the original price. Well, I forgot what I usually say. It's what he says on on prices, right? And the retail price, what is it? Yeah, what is actual retail. The price. actual retail price on Craigslist, two hundred fifty dollars. Shit. He takes oh, it, so you're shit. out. So you don't have to wear the mask that doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> this is God. going great, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, a uh, he wins. No, he's just, he's just out. Basically, it's like you don't want to lose. Oh, it's right, a right. Yeah. There's no winner. Like there's it's a loser and no winner. No exactly. Yeah. Yeah. competitive, so. <laughs> so you know, we don't need a prize. <laughs> There's no prize, no motivation, other than not to be the Dude, last one. Loser buys a beer. I can't lose to this. Loser buys beer. Anyway. Okay, so let's move on to the next item here. Um, oh, this is fun. This is a, a Toledo Craigslist. It's a Royal Dalton whiskey advertising bottle. Uh, it has John Dwyer's and son. Uh, let's see. It was produced in late 1890s, early 1900s. Stamped on the bottom was some wear due to age. Reasonable offers considered. Email if interested. Okay, out of Toledo. Wait, just the bottle, no liquor. Just this bottle, this old bottle. Original. Original. 18. Yeah, go ahead. 40. Three dollars. Forty-three. Seventy-five. Forty-three. Seventy-five. Okay, then seventy-six. I like it. And then seventy-six. All right. Actual retail price on Craigslist. One fifty. Why? Why? Who wants that? So who got really into whiskey and Scott? So the funny thing is that Steve got it. He's, he's out. Steve. That's not funny at all. Like, <laughs> with that dollar. It's only lame because you're mad because you're too competitive. Okay. Well, I just want to get to the finals. Here's the sudden death. Sudden death right sudden here. Sudden death right here. If this isn't a big black dildo, then I quit. <laughs> I used to do sex toys. I used to do sex toys. I found a used sex toy on Craigslist once. Out of San Francisco. That's hysterical. It freaked out one of my guests. And if it isn't free, anything. then I quit too. It freaked out one of my guests. It did freak out one of my guests. They were not, they were like uncomfortable and shit. <laughs> okay, so should we do the rare Thomas Edison shaver recorder or should we do yeah, that one. Yeah. the vintage yeah. lighted sign? No, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the Thomas Edison thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> Old collectible rare Thomas Edison shaver recorder. Now, this is out of Cleveland. Uh, if interested, call Tom or Al. No, Gotta call Tom. To get the Tom to call my friend. You can call Al. Kind of good also. No, you gotta call Tom to get to Al. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, no calls after 6 p.m., please. What the fuck is that? 6 p.m.? Time, man. Yeah, but fuck that. Uh, or you can respond via email. I will only respond to real names and numbers. Come see our resale pre-owned shop. Oh, oh here we go. So now here. it's a shop. Okay. So there are things to take into consideration. He does have a shop of collectibles, housewares, art, sporting goods, tools, brewery. Okay, we're gonna stop because I'm done. All right, here we go. So um, who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll just go. Up. So like my strategy is basically to pick some number where he's gonna have to choose either one of them. Right. It's either. Way, it's right? gonna be either. So, yeah. Let's go two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. Two twenty-six. He's going over, dude. <laughs> Drum roll. Actual retail price. 
on Craigslist. $240. Oh, right into the doghouse. Get get that doesn't that exist. Put that dildo in the mask. 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 Put mask. Put that dildo in the mask. Put that the mask. Put that so whoever lost has to do the letter L. I know that's so we stupid. All, like, be around and <laughs> yeah, we can. You can do whatever you want. Let's take a selfie for the Instagram. Can we move in here? And then, I'm sorry, Riley. You got, you lost the game. Right. You get you. Are you doing backwards? I never know about this. I don't know. Let's see. How's it looking here? Yeah. Make sure that. Yeah. Let's get everybody in. That's okay. No, that's that's good. usually what happens. Post the weirdest one you can find on there, please. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so what's the next couple shows coming up, and like, how can people get a hold of you? Um, I mean, so yeah, I mean, our page, Cactus Jack Toledo on Facebook. Um, I mean, that's the best place to keep up with all our shows, right? So um, All Things Cactus Jack? All Things Cactus Jack. You know, you can find a link to our SoundCloud, which is really the main way you can just hear some of our music, which is just some um, select live recordings that, you know, I... We thought sounded good. Um, Tasty, crunchy grooves. Yeah, it's a little out, it's a little outdated now though, now though. We haven't put anything up recently, so I was just talking to Curry yesterday about putting some new stuff on there. So yeah. look for that. Um, but so next show right now is July twelfth. Um, it's a Thursday night at Walbridge Park um, down by the zoo. Oh, that's we'll be playing cool. outside from seven to nine, and then after that, not till in the end of July, we're supposed to, we're going to open for hookah. Cool. Um, Where at? It's probably going to be at Civic Civic. Civic. Music Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Another Ramrod production. Yeah, yep. oh yeah, it's an innovation thing. So should be announced soon. Um, Jimmy and Lulu's G- Jimmy Park. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll just, we'll just put this out here. Can we you know, open we it up? We're gonna play uh, on the 14th of July. We're playing a, a, a like a Jamie or that's not the Jamie Far anymore, but it's the Marathon Classic. The oh. Kroger. Uh, Classic. My my parents um, friends live right, like live right around the golf course there, and we're gonna be playing a party. So I'll just oh. say this. If you're listening to this, just go to Highland Meadows Parking Lot tonight. Listen for music. Come, there's probably gonna be free wild turkey for sure. Ooh, uh, my parents ooh, hunters! Like they get down. So <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the yeah, secret uh, way to find the party. <laughs> the only way it will be promoted is on this. Um, and then, and then the sacred harvest. Sacred harvest. So yeah, the, so starting with the pre-party that we're playing together at the Bronze Board, Bronze August Board. 24th, we'll, we'll be booked out pretty good, playing a lot of bars around the area, some festivals. Like harvest and the local uh, the local fest in Sylvania, um, so yeah. What's the festival? It's called the local fest. Beers, bites, bites and beers, bites and brews. Brew. I guess what they, they wait. That's beer like, brought that's brew. redundant though. Beers, bites and beers, bites and bands. Bands, yeah, yeah. Bands, bites and brews. But I think most of the bands have somebody, at least someone who's locally from Sylvania, so that's why they call it that. I think that's the yeah. idea of the local festival. My dad's playing that, uh, yeah. well, duo, I'm playing with, and Mike Grams I might sit in too, but. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Double Steve. The Double Steve. Double uh, Steve. Double Steve. Oreo? Steve is well. Oh, yeah. The Double Steve. Double Steve. Double Steve. Plus, I'll be playing twice that night, so it's like a double-double. Yeah, double. Uh, Papa Steve will probably likely sit in on a couple tunes. Playing some keys? Yeah. Playing some keys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just, yeah, get our page, Cactus Jack Toledo. Yeah. Um, 
I'll put that in the show notes too, so yeah. you can just click on it. Just make sure you don't put Cactus Jack WWE or the racist Cactus Jack in Florida. Yeah, or <laughs> or the other like three thousand uh, Cactus Jack affiliates. Three thousand, man. The country. I seen. Actually, we just dropped a shoe. Did you know that, guys? We dropped, uh, we dropped a shoe, so we're pretty much. Uh, that's our shoe. That's not some other like hip hop guy yeah, rapper. Just Google it, Cactus Jack shoe. Cactus Jack yeah, shoe. That's ours. Um, Cheaper than a big baller brand shoe, so. <laughs> cheaper than the Yeezys. Way cheaper than Yeezy. And probably easier to get, I assume, right? You just come to a show, get those kicks. Come to a show. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate the fuck you guys Thank coming you. down here and talking to some weird yeah, guy who reached great. out on you on Facebook. Uh, I know it's weird. It's not weird. No, it's, when it's does the weird. stabbing happen? It's does that happen <laughs> afterwards? It's after. Whole time, yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> soon, soon we will be stabbing soon. Stab. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Thank and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Cactus Jack, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank those guys for coming down to the library and meeting up with me and chatting it up. And um, just a nice group of dudes. Lovely men. Um, you can catch uh, Cactus Jack in a few upcoming shows here. We got them at Walbridge Park July 12th. Uh, we got at the official Sacred Harvest pre-party uh, at the Bronze Boar at 7 o'clock on August 24th. That's a Friday. Let me try that again. August 24th at the Bronze Boar starting at 7 o'clock. It's the official Sacred Harvest pre-party with Waxtastic Green Acre Sessions and, of course, Cactus Jack. I'll be there, too, with Green Acre Sessions. Uh, also, they'll be playing at the second annual Sacred Harvest Music and Art Fe- Oh, my God. <laughs> This is like the 10th time I record this outro, so I'm getting frustrated with myself, not with you folks. So it's the second annual Sacred Harvest Music and Art Festival, and that's September 7th through 9th in Grand Rapids, Ohio. I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can go and buy tickets. I'll be there with Green Acre Sessions. Uh, Waxtastic will be there. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, of course, Cactus Jack is there. We got uh, Subterranean, Desmond Jones, Electric Orange Peel, The Funk Factory with Ramrod, uh, Stonehouse, Rustic Waters, and much more. And there's going to be more. Um, there's going to be more artists announced. So I guess there's going to be a couple headliners that aren't announced yet, and that's coming soon. So be uh, be ready. Be ready for all that good shit. Anyways, let's uh, let's end this. Let's get out of here. Let's let's go home. Uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out the west website, WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Follow me on Instagram at WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Also on Facebook, We Speak English Good, which I just figured out how to tie my Instagram to my Facebook, We Speak English Good. So now I'm posting on the We Speak English Good much more often because I post on Instagram all the time. I don't know if that made sense. Who cares? Anyways, (laughs) I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye.